You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 9th, 2017, a special Sunday episode of Locked On Magic. Just before I hit the road and go on my vacation, uh, we had a little bit of news this weekend, and uh, it's not quite breaking news. It happened Friday night, and I'm recording this here on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, before I get ready to go on my vacation, like I said. Uh, but felt like it's time to address it. Uh, like I, like I said uh, on the last episode, if anything broke, I would talk about it. Something broke. Here I am talking about it. Of course, I'm going to talk about two things today. The first and most important thing that I'm going to talk about is the Orlando Magic agreeing to terms on a two-year $12 million contract with Shelvin Mack, the Utah Jazz point guard. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, the Magic agreed to that two-year $12 million deal. Supposedly, the second year is only partially guaranteed. So from a financial standpoint, it looks like kind of a no-risk deal. The Magic bring in a veteran backup point guard. Maybe can play some two, maybe not. He's a little bit on the short side. Uh, but they bring in a veteran backup point guard who, who has been around the league for a little bit, has been pretty consistent and solid. Maybe not the best option out there, uh, but a player who can come in and fill minutes ably. Uh, it certainly suggests that the Magic are looking to at least challenge DJ Augustin and shore up that point guard spot. Whether this move does that or not, I am not so sure, not so certain. Let's review what Shelvin Mack did with the Utah Jazz last year. In 55 games, including 9 starts and 21.9 minutes per game, Mack averaged 7.8 points per game, shot a 49.5% effective field goal percentage, including 51% from 2-point range, 2.8 assists per game, as well as 0.8 steals per game. Not the greatest numbers in the world, not bad numbers, uh, probably a little bit better than DJ Augustin. Uh, DJ Augustin uh, did not have the greatest year last year in the first year of his four-year contract. Um, did not give the Magic the kind of shooting that they wanted or needed from him. He averaged on the year 7.9 points per game, 34.7% shooting from beyond the arc, uh, 46.9% effect, effective field goal percentage, 2.7 assists per game. So, Knack and Augustin were about the same from an offensive production standpoint. Defensively, Mac has more of the defensive tools to be a better defensive player. Um, according to Basketball Reference, his defensive numbers were just okay, though. Uh, minus 0.1 defensive box plus minus. Remember, Mac though was playing with the Jazz, so that may affect his numbers. Uh, only uh, had a one and a half defensive win shares, which was actually a career high last year. So maybe there's some more defensive potential in Mac than Augustin. It wouldn't surprise me if Mac. You know, and Augustin kind of trade off being the backup point guard for a while, uh, but this was essentially the kind of move that that we expected the Magic to make, right? With with so little cap room available to them, they were going to have to play the bench market and, and look for bench guys to support their roster. Um, whether the six million dollar price is the right price for Mac, definitely a legitimate question, and certainly a legitimate question when considering what else the Magic are paying for their point guard position. By my math. The Magic will now have roughly $16 million wrapped up in the point guard position. Remember, this summer, Alfred Payton becomes a restricted free agent, so they could be wrapping up more money in that spot. And frankly, unless the Magic trade Alfred Payton for another starting point guard or acquire another starting point guard elsewhere, this really locks in Alfred Payton as a starting point guard for the upcoming year. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I know that's been 
a matter of debate for Magic fans, certainly a matter of debate on this show, as it's certainly up in the air. I, I don't mind giving Peyton another year to try. Uh, I, I, I want to see him improve on the defensive end before I give him the big contract. Uh, but that seems to be the direction the Magic are going. This signing would also suggest that C.J. Watson is on his way out. Uh, Monday is his guarantee date. He's owed $5 million if he's still on the roster past Monday. Only $1 million are guaranteed if he is cut before Monday. Uh, it is widely anticipated that the Magic will cut C.J. Watson before then. Um, probably not going to be able to find a trade uh, to get him out of get him out of town uh, and rec- and recoup some asset for him. So that, so that may just be done. It's just two years of this three-year deal played. But back to Mack. This is a, an interesting move uh, for sure. Ch- uh, Chelvin Mack, not the greatest shooter in the world. Uh, averaged thir- 32.1% three-point shooting for his career. 30.8% last year. His career high from beyond the arc was 40% with the Atlanta Hawks in 2013. That was partial season. Shot 30.8% for that season in 2013. Uh, so just not a great three-point shooter, not a great distributor, just kind of a, a, a solid scoring point guard. Um, that, that's about all I can say uh, about him. Again, we're talking about a guy coming off the bench, filling in spot minutes, maybe a spot start here and there. Last year, 12.8 points per 36 minutes, um, 13 points per 36 minutes for his career. He's just kind of an average player. Uh, and so the Magic kind of gave him an average contract. Maybe they believe in him a little bit more. Maybe they believe that he can be that better defender that that the team needs. Um, you know, I you know, I I have to admit, uh, you know, I I see why the Magic went after Mac, because he has some versatility, he has some defensive potential. Um he, he certainly fits what the Magic are looking for from from a player more than DJ Augustin would. But I, I feel like the Magic had needs elsewhere. And I feel like if the Magic were going to bring in a third point guard, I'd rather bring in a guy like Derek Walton Jr. or Kalen Lucas. Give a young player a chance. Shoot, shoot. Play Marcus George's hunt at point guard some. See if you can groom him into your third point guard a little bit. Uh, so I, I thought there were better options on the table. And I would have rather seen the Magic try and use this money on a on a 3 and D guy on the wing or a stretch four. And there, there were definitely a few of those available, certainly at the Magic's price range. Um, if, if $6 million was the price that that was going to be asked to be paid for this player. Um, that's just my opinion. And, you know, obviously I I know some people who do like the signing and, and I'm not against the signing. I don't think Shelvin Mack's a terrible player. Uh, and certainly it, it feels very low risk. It feels like if the Magic don't like what they get from him this year, he's gone. No, no problem. If not, they have him on a contract that they feel comfortable paying him next year. Uh, and then, you know, some other things get figured out as well because the point guard spot now all of a sudden gets tons of investment in it. But, um, it it, it 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 it's not a signing that that really should ex- that really excites people, and we weren't expecting signings that excite people. But I thought that the Magic really needed to focus on adding depth this free agency period. Uh, Mac provides a little bit of depth, but not a ton. Uh, uh, you know, depending on how much you believe in Augustin, I guess. Uh, like I said, I, I would have rather handed it over to one of the rookies, uh, given one of these young kids a chance off the summer league roster. Even Josh Gray, I thought Josh Gray played fine. Um, Fine. If, if you're going to bring those guys into your summer league, give them a real shot at making the roster. And I think by signing Mac right after summer league, um, it doesn't send a great message, but it 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 it, it was definitely a little disappointing. Uh, unless there's an Augustin deal in the works. If, if DJ Augustin is not on this Magic roster at the start of the season, 
Shelvin Mack is a fine backup point guard. You could still bring in that young third point guard. And I think things will be very stable for the Magic at the point guard position this year. I mean, I think Mack can hold his own in the NBA. He's proven that throughout. Just not going to do anything spectacular for you. Um, I, I always like to say, I always like to think of this sort of as, as, as like wrestling sometimes. Um, in wrestling, you see some surprising moves and decisions with the, with the booking. And you always have to remind yourself, they have a plan. Sometimes their plan isn't good. Don't get me wrong. But they have a plan. There's a larger plan at work. And sometimes you got to wait for the full picture before you make a judgment. If I were grading the Shelvin Max signing, I'd probably give it a C. Uh, I'm, I, I thought there were other needs available. Uh, Mac wasn't really even on my radar as a potential option because I thought the Magic needed better shooting. And Augustin, even though he struggled to shoot last year, still a better three-point shooter in the long run. Uh, so I... I I'm not sold on this move as being a good one. I've, I've kind of rattled on here for eight minutes to, to get to that point. But that's where we're at. So, where does this leave the magic for the rest of free agency? Glad you asked, because I, I did crunch the numbers on this. By my math, the magic have roughly $4.5 million of cap room available to spend um, after spending the, spending the estimated $6 million on Shelvin Mack. That includes the open roster spots um, for the cap holds for the open roster spots. That includes Jonathan Isaac's contract. That includes cutting C.J. Watson, and that includes keeping Patricio Garino and Marcus Georges Hunt. So with roughly $4.5 million, you're again looking at end-of-the-bench guys. The Magic, though, also have another tool at their disposal here. They also have the room exception. If they can find a player that, to, that keeps them under the cap, they can use an additional $4.5 million dollars uh, in the room exception to go over the cap. I don't anticipate the Magic using it. I think the Magic will try and either split that $4.5 million contract to two more players. Uh, they have two more roster spots available, or they will look to, to add one more player with that $4.5 million um, cap room that they have left. I'm not sure who that is. It's not going to be C.J. Miles, who is at the top of my wish list. I would have thrown all my cap, all my available cap at him if he wanted it. Um, but... That certainly, the Magic still have a little bit of wiggle room. You, you lose some ability to make trades, although it's becoming increasingly clear that the Magic probably weren't going to be able to take, take more money in a trade, especially considering they're trying to trade away some big salary players. Uh, and so, it, it, what little flexibility the Magic have is kind of going out the window right now. Uh, so, the situation as it stands is the Magic are at 13, pl- 13 players on the roster, I believe, um, they have about $4.5 million of cap room, uh, and so that's just not a lot of room to play with. I, I kind of think the Magic should kind of eat that cap still, um, wait, hold it, hold on to it. They've got a Serge Ibaka trade exception as well that they can use uh, down the road, um, or at least until February 14th. So I think you hold on to this cap space. You maybe make a little minor signing, but explore the trade market more aggressively. That's where I would really focus my attention Explore the trade market, kind of see if you can find something there to improve your team more significantly, and and then we'll move on from there. Usually this would, since I'm on vacation this week, usually this would be where I cut the show off and say, well, that's my analysis of the Magic's recent signing, uh, and there you go. We'll see you next time here on Lockdown Magic. But I do have to pause and talk about one more thing. And that is the Evan Fournier video that began circulating around Magic Reddit and Magic the Magic Internet 
on Saturday night. If you don't know, I'll have a link posted up on orlandomagicdaily.com with the full video. If you speak French, fantastic. If you don't, there are English subtitles, but it's subtitled very poorly if you use YouTube. Um, very hilarious. Very hilarious, actually, the, the subtitles that YouTube put on, put on it. But you do get the basic gist of what he said. And a lot of Magic fans reacted kind of negatively to it. They thought that Fournier was throwing Vogel under the bus uh, and, and was kind of calling out his teammates. And, and I didn't get any sense of that watching this video. Essentially, Evan Fournier is in France right now. He's back home in France. He actually just came back from Algeria where he hosted a basketball camp in his mother's homeland. It was his first time in Algeria uh, where, his, where his mother's family comes from. A uh, really great cause that he was working with there to, to bring basketball, to bring a basketball camp to that nation. Um, but he's back in Paris. He's back in Paris in France. Um, he's getting ready to host his basketball camp in Paris. And so he stopped by a, a basketball show in, in, in France. And they asked him a lot of questions about the magic and what happened this season. And you know, you can you can watch it and 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 Fournier is very honest. He's always been a very honest person. I mean you talk to him with the media, he's very he's critical of himself. You know, he he's more than He's not more than happy to, but but he's more than willing to kind of share his analysis of the team, and, and he's real. He's a very real person um, when it comes to, to to his opinions and what he has to say to the media. He does not hold things back. Uh, and, you know, some people called this a rant. It wasn't a rant. Fournier was just answering a question, and uh, he was answering it honestly and, and maybe a little bit bluntly. But I don't think any of us can disagree with the analysis, and I don't even think Frank Vogel could disagree with the analysis. Fournier went on the show, and they asked him about how the season went, and he, you know, he said that the 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 decision to put Aaron Gordon at the three at small forward was a bad decision, and the fact that Frank Vogel did not change from it quickly enough kind of wasted a lot of time in the season. I think every single Magic fan, every single person who watched this Magic team, can agree with that sentiment. Heck, I think Frank Vogel would agree with that. And, and, you know, as we went through the season, you know, I sat here, at least I I said this on Twitter, I thought one of Vogel's biggest weaknesses last year was his unwillingness to leave the original plan when it was clear it was not working. There were plenty of moments where it was very, very clear that the Magic were not making the progress they needed to make. That they, that the, the lineups they were using were not working, and in Vogel's defense, you know when he was asked, you know, do you think about switching up your rotations? He said, I have to give it a chance to work. I can't just change lineups willy nilly and and not have a set rotation. I have to give things a chance to work, and 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 I, I respect that decision because yes, you do have to get enough data to say, okay, this doesn't work. Where I thought where I disagreed with Vogel at times was when to pull the plug. I thought he stuck with his 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 plans a little too long, if that makes sense. So, the Magic certainly suffered from that. And, and it suffered most with Gordon playing the three. As Fournier said in the interview, Aaron played his best when he was at the four. It was very clear that power forward is Aaron Gordon's position. That is where he should be playing, and that is where he will play during the 2018 season. Frank Vogel agrees with that. 
that, that Gordon is better at power forward, and that's how the Magic are building themselves now. Even with Jonathan Isaac, that's how the Magic are building themselves now with Gordon playing the four. So that was one thing. And and, and again, I, I don't think this is rocket science. I think we all agree with this. Aaron Gordon is better at the four. Players know it. Coaches know it. They didn't know it when they needed to know it, but they knew it. The other thing Fournier said that I thought was interesting was, was he said that the instability with the Magic's front office and coaching staff really put the Magic behind and really set them back. Say what you want about Scott Skiles, and there's plenty to say. I do think, I, I'm still of the opinion the Magic's 35-win season was a success, that Tobias Harris trade notwithstanding. But the decision to switch coaches, or, or Skiles' sudden resignation, threw everything into turmoil. As Fournier noted during exit interviews, he has had a different coach for all five seasons of his career. He was coached by George Carl as a rookie. He was coached by Brian Shaw as a sophomore. He was coached by Jacques Vaughn and James Borrego as a third-year player. Scott Skiles as a fourth-year player. And now Frank Vogel as a fifth-year player. Fifth-year player. As I've said on this show, and, and I think everyone within the organization recognizes, having Frank Vogel here for a second year is going to make the team better without changing a thing. And the Magic haven't changed a thing. I do think that is worth a few wins. Players know the expectations. They know the, the approach. They know the style. They know the strategy a little bit. And while, yes, the Magic are probably going to change some things from the way they played last year, they know what to expect from Frank Vogel. And that will help them prepare for the upcoming season. There's going to be no getting to know you, especially with how few changes there have been to the roster. They will dive right in. They will be ahead of the curve. And depending on how the schedule shakes out, it would not surprise me if the Magic get off to a good start because of that. What a good start is, we can debate another day. So, I think what happened in this interview is Fournier was expressing some, was, was being honest to answer the question. What went wrong last season? And there were certainly decisions that were easily questioned and, and, and clearly proven were wrong, were wrong decisions. And there were uh, certainly um, some things that were out of the player's control that, that were a detriment to the team. Now, none of those will be excuses next year. Next year, you know, the Magic have to, you know, bringing back a lot of the same players, they have to feel they will be better than 29 wins. I've kind of set a goal in my head, if I'm being optimistic, to get back to that 35-win mark. I think that is very possible. Whether that's a goal that, that fans will be satisfied with or that the team will be satisfied with, who knows? I mean, at this point, I'm willing to say 35 wins gets you into the playoff conversation with how bad the Eastern Conference is. But I did, I did not take Evan Fournier's comments to be... Uh, inflammatory. It wasn't a rant. Um, he was answering a question, and if, if you've ever been around Evan Fournier before, he is always very, very honest with the media. He is always very, you know, not blunt, but he's, you know, he he does not hide the truth. 
And and he doesn't spare himself either. I don't think he spares himself either. Um, you know, the it, it's hard to get a you know it's, it was hard for me to get a full account of everything Fournier said um, because of the translation. And so I hope nothing was lost in translation. But just even from his body language on the show, it, it definitely felt like he was just answering a question and and being honest. And 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 I appreciate that as a member of the media, honestly. Um. And I think that fans should appreciate that too. I don't think he was throwing anyone under the bus. I think he believes that that Vogel is a good coach. Um, you know, he maybe criticized him for not adjusting quick enough, which I think is a fair criticism of Vogel. Um, whether he should be mentioning that publicly, I don't know. Um, I, I'll leave that up to the PR directors. But um, I, you know, people were were freaking out over this, and I didn't. At the end of the day, I did not see a reason to do so. So that will be that. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's special Sunday episode of Locked on Magic. Like I said on Friday's episode of Locked on Magic, I am on vacation this week, so I will not be recording episodes. I'll probably do a catch-up episode on Friday um, uh, when I'm back in town. Uh, so you may see an episode Friday. Uh, at, at the very at the very worst, let's, let's announce this here now. The first episode back of Locked On Magic, whether it's uh, Friday or whether it's Monday or next Monday, uh, will be a mini mailbag episode. So send me your your Orlando Magic questions to the mini mailbag on Twitter at Locked On Magic. You can also send them to me at OmagicDaily and at Philip RR underscore OMD. Those are the Twitter handles to follow. You can like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And even though there won't be downloads for the next few days. Unless something breaks. If news breaks, I will I will be on with a quick podcast, similar to what I did in the first 10 minutes of the show, um, of today's show. Uh, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you would download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Just search for Locked on Magic. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank everyone for listening again. I'm on vacation. I will see you all the next time I see you. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.